Hello and welcome to the Victory Alabang Podcast. You're listening to a message from our preaching entitled, Let Us Go to the Other Side. Together, we'll gain a biblical understanding of why we must have courage and trust God in the midst of crisis. We hope this message encourages and inspires you today. And how many of you have things to thank God for in 2019? Meron kayong pwede pasalamatan kay Lord ngayong 2019. Amen. Okay, there's a lot of things. Actually, not just three. I believe that a lot more things that we can actually thank God for in 2019. So, you know, it's been encouraging just hearing the things from my my family uh, as they were starting to share, you know, some of the things that impacted them and have, uh, you know, they've encountered God. They became closer to God. They've been more invo- involved in the in the youth And so as I started sharing, I said, you know, and, and I, I really believe that Christianity is all about remembering. Sometimes it's a fight to remember because we can easily forget. Diba? Sometimes we can forget what happened. Oh, nga ba nangyari? 2019? Parang, you know, we think that, you know, there's so many tragedies or so many storms that we have faced. But I believe that God has brought us through this year strong. Amen. Because we consecrated this year. And so I shared to my family because I said I couldn't remember everything unless I write it down. So what I did earlier this year, in January, I have a gratitude log. So I said, I will not just share three things. I have 365 things to thank God for because each day I actually have something to thank God for every single day. And I did that from January until today, until, you know, until the end of uh, December 31st. And I want us all to develop a heart of gratitude. Amen. A heart of thanks. Because I believe as, as, as we, as a people of God, learn how to thank Him, God will all the more show His favor to us. Amen. Come on now. God is indeed great and God is indeed going to be faithful to us. 2019 into the new year 2020. Look at the person beside you and ask that person, are you ready? For 2020. Yan, okay? Yung iba sa atin, excited. Yung iba talaga sa atin, parang talaga, 2020 na, okay? Ako lang pa rin. But anyway, so God's gonna be the one to, you know, make sure that we will all cross to this new year strong. You know, we're on a series break right now and we had a, you know, a great year. Different series that we've uh, been going through. The last series was, was Hope Has Come. And uh, we talked about uh, the Lord Jesus in uh, in the book of Galatians. Today we're we're taking our you know a series break from the you know from the regular thing, the sermon uh, a series. And uh, I feel like God wants us to focus on preparing for what is to come. How we can actually have a strong finish or crossover, so to speak. So I've entitled this message uh, this evening. Let's go to the other side. Look at the person beside you. Tell the person, let us go to the other side. Okay. And we should be Let us go to the other side. You know, I believe that God wants to take us strong from 2019 to 2020. You know, we have a lot of expectations. You know, you probably have taken those, you know, uh, planners and you've probably started writing down faith goals. And how many of you normally do that? You write faith goals for the year 2020. Some of you are going to go back to the gym. All the gyms will be filled with people for the first week, okay? Only for one week. 
on the second week, it will start to dissipate. Okay, so wait until the end of the month before you go back to the gym. Mas maluwag na yon, okay? Because I believe that, you know, people are into new things. People want to be able to start fresh, new beginnings. But I believe that as we start a new beginning, we have to have a good closing, nice ending for this year. And, you know, we all are familiar with storms. How many of you are familiar with storms in life? You know, being in the Philippines, we are like the typhoon belt here in Asia. Uh, we are the first country uh, on the west of the Pacific. Tapagka, you know, there's a big storm coming in. We're the first one to be hit. And we just actually had, the, you know, the last storm for the year named what? Ursula. What a name. Ursula. Now, if your name is Ursula, it's a nice name, okay? You know, but we had a, you know, we had a storm. And the storm hit the Philippines December 25, Christmas Day. And some people are probably wondering, Lord, what a gift. What a gift to us, you know, particularly those people in uh, the Visayas region. You know, I was going through some of the notes, uh, some of the news uh, on, on YouTube. And I saw a lot of people stranded in uh, the pier, there were some people stranded in the airport, those who are traveling back to the south. And so flights were canceled, um, you know, voyage, you know, ships uh, schedule were shifted. Uh, there's even bus terminals that are full with people on Christmas Eve because the buses don't want to go and risk the typhoon. And so, you know, we're so familiar with storms. And sometimes when, you, when storms come and when they somehow affect our schedule and even destroy property or even life, who is it to be blamed? Sometimes we blame the wrong prediction of pag-asa, you know, but is it really their fault? Storms are also called to be acts of God. You know, as if it's God's fault to send storms in the Philippines. But yet we know that storms are born out of the sin of man. You know, in Genesis chapter 3, when Adam and Eve sinned, all the whole cosmos went down with the sin of man. But yet we know also that God, the one who created the heavens and the earth, the one who created the seas, is also the one who will protect His people. Amen. And as we go through life, and as we go through this year from 2019 to 2020, let me promise you this. God's going to be there. He's Emmanuel, God with us. Amen. And no matter what kind of difficulty or challenge or storm that you and I will face, because chances are we will still face storm. Look at the person beside you and tell that person, promise yon, promise. Sabi sa kanya, manda ka, promise na But it's really a promise because Jesus said in this world, you will have trouble. But yet, He promised also that I will be with you to the very end of the age. But yet, how do we respond to this fresh new year? I believe that we can, though we can sometimes not see certainty, we can always see that God has been with us and God is going to continue to be with us. Amen. And so if you have your Bibles with you, I would like for you to open to Mark chapter 4. And we will all be reading uh, several verses uh, you know, a very familiar story for many of us. Mark chapter 4. Uh, for those of you who don't have a Bible, maybe the person beside you would be kind enough to share his or her Bible with you. Maybe some of us have digital devices. That's fine also. We are reading from the ESV 
version. What does ESV mean? Essential sa victory. Yan, okay? ESV or English Standard Version. Mark chapter 4, verse 35 to 41. I would like to invite everyone to please read loudly. Okay? Para maiba naman. Okay? Para we will end this year with a bang. Okay? We will all read with our beautiful voices in unison. Verse 35. Ready? One, two, three. On that day, when evening had come, he said to them, Let us go across to the other side. And leaving the crowd, they took him with them in the boat, just as he was, and other boats were with him. And a great windstorm arose, and the winds were breaking into the boat, so that the boat was already filling. But he was in the stern asleep on the cushion, And they woke him and said to him, Teacher, do you not care that we are perishing? And he awoke and rebuked the wind and said to the sea, Peace, be still. And the wind ceased and there was a great calm. He said to them, Why are you so afraid? Have you still no faith? And they were filled with great fear and said to one another, Who then is this? that even the wind and the sea obey Him. This is the word of the Lord. Let's bow our heads and pray. Heavenly Father, we are standing in awe because of Your goodness to us as a people. And we ask that You would speak to us today through Your Holy Spirit, that as we go through, Lord, sometimes challenges and trials, I thank you, Lord God, that you have always been with us and you'll always be there for us. Lord, I pray that you would help us to finish strong, to have faith, to believe that no matter uh, where we are in this life's journey, I thank you that Jesus always will be there with us inside our boat. And so, Lord, I thank you that you will help us to be open, Lord God, open our eyes to see the wonders of your law. Help us to understand, Lord God, about your unfailing love. Incline our hearts to love your statutes and your word. And I thank you, Lord God, that this coming year, 2020, will be a greater year of intimacy with you. A greater year, Lord God, for us to be drawn near to you. A greater year for us to know who you are. We thank you, Lord God. Bless your people today as we listen to your word. In Jesus' name we pray. Everybody say, Amen. You know, this is such an interesting story. This is a familiar story. Uh, many of us are probably, you know, uh, have read this in different accounts. There's also an account in Luke uh, about this particular story. But Mark is interesting because Mark was probably the first gospel written. And Mark was not even there who walked with the Lord. He was actually almost like a second uh, source because it was Peter who was sharing the information to Mark and Mark happened to write it down. And, you know, wrote about the account of Christ. And I believe that Peter was so detailed that Mark was able to catch some of the finer things uh, in that account. In fact, among the other gospel, see Mark uh, included some of the details, fine details. You know, in the other, for example, in the, in the gospel of Luke, Luke just wrote, Jesus was sleeping at the back of the boat. But Mark actually took the time to describe how Jesus was sleeping. He was sleeping at the back on a pillow or on a cushion. So the finer details Mark actually showed us. So the setting of the story was in the Sea of Galilee. Now, it's called the Sea of Galilee not because it's a huge sea. It's more of like a lake. 
Lake Genesareth or Kinasareth. And, um, you know, it is actually located in the middle of Israel. And Jesus, when he was, it was in the early part of his ministry, he would normally minister around that sea. He started off in Capernaum, and that's where the first miracles of Christ uh, came. And so even the disciples were called from this particular area. In fact, it was Peter and Andrew and James and John who were first called, and they were all what? Fishermen. They're familiar with the Sea of Galilee. You know, it is not a new territory for them. They grew up in this place. They played with, the, you know, in the, in the, in the, in the riverbank or the, in the lakeshore. And part of her job is to, you know, to, to fish every single day. The length of the sea is probably about, you know, 13 kilometers across. And the width is about 8 kilometers uh, wide. But yet, when you look at the clearness of the sea, you know, the clarity especially early in the morning, you'll actually say that it is actually like glass. And there's no, not much of a storm. But yet, it can actually transform into a storm because it is known to be the lowest lake on planet Earth. About 700 feet below sea level. That's too low, okay? And yet, around it, it was surrounded, it surrounded with mountains. And so the, you know, Mount Hermon is about maybe 9,000 feet above sea level. So you can imagine the cold air coming down from the mountain. When it hits the hot air from the sea, explosion comes and there's a storm. Okay? So, you know, this is more like a familiar scene for them almost, you know, every now and then. In 2001, John Ortberg wrote a book, If You Want to Walk on Water, You Have to Get Out of the Boat. Of course. And one particular guy, how many of you know that there's one particular guy who stepped out of the boat and walked on water? And who is that guy? Peter, right? Of course, Jesus went ahead with him and he said, I want to follow you. And he's the only one who walked on water. And he stepped out of the boat. It was a call of authentic faith. And every time, how many of you know, every time you step out of the boat, it will require authentic faith. Of course, you have to know how to swim. It's going to be dangerous. But yet many of us today, the issue is not getting out of the boat. The real issue is getting inside the boat with Jesus. And when Jesus said these statements, and I'm going to be focusing on three statements. If you have your Bible, you know, having red letter, you will find that the words of Christ are marked red. So we will study those words that are marked red in your Bible. Okay? Three statements uh, from the Lord. You know, I was blessed to be able to join a study tour uh, twice in Israel. Uh, this was in 2016. Uh, first one was about 2012. In 2016, the senior pastor, many of the senior pastors of Metro Manila went together to study and go to the, you know, to the Holy Land to be able to study and have a better grasp of the scriptures. Uh, you know, as in like live. And we had a Messianic Jew was teaching us, Aryeh Bar David. And so these are the pictures of the pastors. And so we're, you know, we one of the highlights of that trip was to go in the Sea of Galilee, okay? And our boat's name is called Faith. How many of you know it takes a lot of faith to be able to cross the Sea of Galilee because of the stories that you and I have heard from Scripture? 
And as we were looking around, and I said, uh, lahat tayo nandito, no? Pagka nagkaroon ng storm dito, wala, ubus tayo sa Metro Manila. Anyway, so, because every senior pastor was there uh, in Metro Manila, but, you know, praise God, that God, you know, we had a great uh, trip. And so, it didn't really storm out there, but it just rained a bit. So, I want to focus on the statements of Jesus. As we cross over from 2019 to 2020, how many of you are so much in faith that God is going to work things for all of us? Amen. And I believe that, you know, many of us would probably look at the year 2019. Some of us would say that 2019 is a great year. How many of you would say that 2019 is a great year? Okay, so many things happen. So many great things happen. Maybe personally, family-wise, maybe you had a breakthrough in your business, maybe you have a new baby, maybe you've been a single for a long time. In 2019, you are no longer single, you are now double. You found the one, or the one found you. Or maybe some of us would say that 2019 is, yeah, it's a good year. It's a good year because I'm still here, not exactly great, but it's good. Or maybe some of us would actually say that 2019 is actually just a fine, fair year. But no matter how you summarize 2019, one theme remains the same. It's God being there with us all the way. Amen. And He walks with us and He will continue to walk with us all the way to 2020 and beyond. So the first statement of Christ to His disciples is, Hello. Okay, let us go over to the other side. There was an invitation of Jesus. He was asking his disciples, and it was a long day during that time. And he had a time of teaching, and they were actually on the sea, on the shore of the lake. And the people, the crowd were pressing against him. And he was talking about the kingdom of God. He was talking about the, the parable of the sower. And at some point, he said, And the disciples said, they placed him inside a boat in order for him to be able to speak from the boat away from the crowd a little bit. So can you imagine with me? So everybody was there on the shore on the, by the beach and Jesus was just near the beach on the boat with his disciples and he was preaching. Okay? So they were preaching outdoors. So it was an outdoor you know, uh, uh, church uh, during that time. And when evening came, Mark was specific. It was getting dark. Jesus got tired. Probably he was exhausted. He was hungry. And so this was the statement that he said to his disciples. Let us go over to the other side. Para makapagpahingan na rin siya. And actually, I believe also to spend time with his disciples. And those who are there probably said, okay, since you said, go to the other side. We're so familiar with this sea anyway. But it was nighttime. Not really sure what kind of light they had. They probably used, you know, I'm not really sure. Okay, maybe the, the night, uh, the lights, of the, the, the moonlight or whatever. But what, one of the things that we need to take note is, Jesus said, let us. Everybody say, let us. He didn't just say, go over to the other side. He didn't send these disciples alone and just said, go. But he said, let us. And what does let us mean? 
it means that I'm going to be with you inside the boat. And I believe that as we end this year, going to the next year, Jesus himself is saying to us, let us go over to 2020. Let us go over for an adventure. No matter sometimes, even if it's dark, no matter if there are a lot of uncertainty, Jesus is saying, I am here with you in the boat. Let us go over to the other side. He didn't just say, you know, I'll see you there, Michalera. You know, he didn't say that, but he said, I'm gonna ride with you. And many times when we ride the boat with the Lord, it will require a lot of faith. How many of you love riding boats? Please raise your hand. You love riding, you love the sea. Okay, there are people who love the sea, there are people who get seasick. You know, one time Pastor Ferdy, being the man that he is, and he was like younger, he wouldn't show weakness, and he was riding a boat. And then as he was riding the boat, the boat actually, you know, was starting to shake. And then suddenly he felt seasick. And he started saying, man, I feel seasick, man. He was still a man. He wanted to vomit, but he said, I'm not going to vomit. I feel seasick, man. And sometimes we don't like boat rides because of the waves and the wind and the possible storm that we will actually experience. Not shortly after they left shore, Jesus with his disciples were met by this great storm. And Mark was so descriptive of this particular uh, words in his writing. And he said, as they went away in the boat to a desolate place, and he said, and a great windstorm, verse 37, arose and the waves were breaking into the boat so that the boat was already filling. It was like the waves are so high and so strong, it's actually going inside the boat. And sometimes in our journey with God, we feel that the waves are buffeting us. It's beating against us. You know, sometimes you feel like your health, you were in good health one day and then you receive a report from the doctor and says that you have terminal illness or you've got a serious sickness or you're, you know, you're probably believing God for a miracle in your finances and suddenly you lose your job or your business becomes south or, you know, sometimes you, you're believing for this particular client and they are about to sign, and on the last day of signing, they changed their mind. You know, how many of you know the situations? Or maybe you're actually, you know, believing for a great marriage, and then suddenly, parang hindi nag-work out yung marriage nyo. Storms are hitting us. In fact, if you look at the Greek word of great storm, it means megalay. Everybody say mega. How many of you are familiar with mega? And you'll find that actually in the Greek, okay? Mega, okay, great. It's mega, megas, okay? You know, we, you, anything that is big and intense and massive, we call it mega. Like, you're familiar with mega mall, right? It's bigger than any kind of mall. Well, back in the day, now mega mall has been beaten by Mall of Asia. Still same owner. And so we have, you know, other things like mega church. A mega church is bigger than the normal or ordinary kind of church. A measurement of currency, I think, is called megahertz. What do you mean by megahertz? 
a lot of hurts. Ganun yun. Mega. This 2019 is mega hurt. I need healing, pastor. I need new victory weekend again. We go through life with mega pain. Right? And so, I'm not really sure if you can imagine with me, but you know, one of the shows that I've watched before, um, when we still had cable TV, was the show, reality TV show called Deepest or Deadliest Catch. I mean, if you have watched this, you're probably familiar with the situation. There's this bunch of fishermen who would actually go into the Bering Sea. The Bering Sea is the northern part of the Pacific Ocean, right in between two continents, Asia and America. And it is one of the, you know, uh, most dangerous part of the Pacific Ocean because of the big waves that there is in that particular region because they're there trying to catch exotic and, uh, you know, uh, rare crabs called the Alaskan king crabs. And if you have, how many of you have tasted the Alaskan king crab? It is so rare that you have not tasted it, right? Because it's expensive. Alaskan king crab, there's also what you call the queen crab. Ano sabihin ng queen crab? Asawa ni king crab. And there's also what you call the snow crab, colored white. And so we're familiar with the regular alimango. In the south, in Mindanao, there's a crab called curacha. But yet, these guys, they would risk their lives just to be able to have a catch of this exotic and these rare crabs. You know, some of the waves can actually go as high. It's you know, an actual uh, picture. This is actually an actual picture of their boat. Megalay. Mega waves. And John, uh, sorry, and, and Peter and James and John and Andrew were so familiar with this Sea of Galilee. You know, why would they be scared with the ocean? I mean, with this particular body of water. Unless they have experienced something that's new. Maybe for the first time, they've actually felt like this storm is different. This storm is mega storm. Brought by the mega mind. You know, it's, 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 a, it's a different kind of storm. And then one of the things that frustrated them also is that Jesus was sleeping. In the midst of all these waves, in the midst of all the storm, Jesus is there sleeping like a baby on a pillow. And they felt like Jesus was not even caring for them. How many of us can relate to the disciples You've prayed and you've asked the Lord. You've fasted. You've waited. You've sought God. The Bible says you ask and you shall receive. You seek and you shall find. And you knock and the door will be open to you. You've done everything and yet no answer from the Lord. It's as if like God is sleeping. Natutulog pa ang Diyos. Natutulog pa. Parang ganun, di ba? Parang song yan, di ba? How many of you know that God will never sleep on us? You know, Psalm chapter 121 talks about that. He will never, uh, He will not let your foot slip. He who watches over you will not what? Slumber. He who watches over you will not slumber or sleep. Indeed, He who watches over Israel will neither. 
slumber nor sleep. Though they saw Jesus at the stern, at the back of the boat, that's where the stern is, at the back of the boat, or in probably that's the highest, you know, you know, when you sit in the back of the bus and it's bumpy, that's the worst part. Right? You feel the, the bumps. And Jesus at the, at the back of the boat, sleeping like a baby. And so the disciples basically woke up the Lord and said, Teacher, hui, don't you care that we are perishing? We're about to drown here. Help. And many times we ask the Lord these same kinds of questions. God, do you care for me? Do you actually know that I'm going through this difficulty? Do you actually know that I'm going through this anxiety? I'm going through this depression? Or I'm going through this loneliness? I'm going through this sickness? I'm going through this poverty, this lack? I'm going through this despair? I'm going through this hopelessness? God, help me. Don't you care for me? How many of you have asked that question? You know, I've asked that question to the Lord. You know, I was going through the deepest, deepest pain and deepest valley in losing my son. Lord, don't you know that we are, my son is perishing? Don't you care? Many of us have asked these kinds of questions, but I believe that one thing continues to remain. He is there to care for us. That's why Jesus came to seek and save that which was lost. He came to seek the people who are perishing. This is the very reason why Jesus came here in the first place. To rescue us from our sins because we're about to perish in our sins. But yet, He came here from heaven to earth to be able to give His life as a ransom for all of us. Amen. He knows how to go through storms. He knows how it is to go through pain. He knows how it is to be, you know, to be um, uh, betrayed. But yet, He's standing alongside us. John chapter 16, verse 33 talks about this. I have told you this thing so that in me you may have peace. In this world. Everybody say, in this world. How many of you are in this world? Please raise your hand. You're not in planet Mars. In this world, you will have what? Trouble. How I wish I could change the words of Christ. This is also in red letter. Jesus himself said these words. But take heart. I have overcome the world. No matter what storms in life that you have gone through and you're about to go through, what he's saying is, take heart. I've overcome the world. I'm going to walk with you. I'm going to be with you. I'm going to be there in the boat with you. No matter what situation you're in, and even if sometimes the storms do not even disappear, God's going to be with us. Amen. God's going to walk through with us. Peter himself said this, in this, great, in this you greatly rejoice. Though now for a little while you may have had to suffer grief in all kinds of trial, these have come so that your faith, everybody say your faith, look at a person beside you and tell that person, your faith of greater worth than gold, which perishes even though refined by fire, may be proved genuine and may result in praise, glory, and honor when Jesus Christ is revealed. Let us go over to the other side. First statement. Second statement is peace. Be still. What a powerful statement from the Lord. 
it was a time when he was sleeping and he was woken up by his disciples. How many of you were awakened by somebody? You were actually sleeping deeply and you've been awakened by your, maybe your wife or your children. You say, There's a saying in Tagalog, di ba? Lukohin mo na ang lasing. Huwag lang ang bagong gising. Pag naalimpo nga tayo, sometimes, you know, you feel different. You feel, you know, out of balance. But not Jesus. First time he addressed was the problem. When he woke up, immediately he said, peace. Everybody say, peace. Peace. He said, shalom. Nothing missing, nothing broken. He said, be still. And immediately, the storms, the wind, and the sea became calm. We see that when he awoke, he rebuked the wind. And the wind ceased, and there was what? A great calm. First, we see there was a mega storm. Great storm or great wind. Mega lay. Now we see a mega calm. It was a big contrast from those big waves into glassy sea. And how many of you will know that when that thing happens, it will catch your attention? From the, you know, from the boat swirling around into boom. Peace. I believe when, when Jesus spoke that peace, be still, he was not just addressing the storm. He was addressing the disciples as well. He was addressing the heart of each disciple. And what he's saying is, peace, hush, be still. Don't be anxious about anything. Don't be fearful. I'm here. I'll take care of your needs. God reminds us of his faithfulness in the past to cause us to trust him more in the future. Amen. And you know, as I said earlier, you know, Christianity is a fight to remember. We easily forget. We easily forget, you know, how God has rescued us many times. We easily forget how God has provided for us many times. We easily forget that we are still alive today because of God's grace and mercy. Amen. That by the grace of God, the Bible says, His grace, His compassion, His mercy, they are new every morning. Great is His faithfulness. Amen. Come on now. The Bible says that His faithfulness is great. It's new every morning. When you wake up tomorrow, guess what? God's waiting. A new dose of mercy and grace and compassion is going to be poured out upon us. He gives us His unfailing love. 1 Peter chapter 3 talks about this more. For the eyes of the Lord are on the righteous and His ear attentive to their prayer. How many of you pray regularly? Please, please, please raise your hand. You're praying. You have, you have a prayer request to the Lord. Please raise your hand. That's what the Bible says. The eyes of the Lord are on the what? How many righteous people do we have here? Please raise your hand. Righteous not because of what you do, but righteous because of the blood of Jesus. The eyes of the Lord are on you. And His ears are attentive. To their prayer. Many of us are carrying prayer requests. We prayed a while ago, but we still have prayer requests from 2019 being carried into 2020. His ears are attentive to your prayers. That's how good our God is. He's a heavenly Father who loves us deeply. He lavishes His love for us. Some of you need to hear this today. God loves you. Those simple words, God cares for you. You need to let that into your soul. 
No matter what you've gone through in your life, God cares. God loves you. Psalm 46 verse 10 says, Be still and know that I am the Lord. That's why the disciples, when they heard peace, be still, they were stunned. First the waves and the sea became like glassy sea. But then their hearts suddenly felt peace. How often is it that the greatest lessons we have learned are learned in our time alone with God in a sinking boat? How often does it take us out of our comfort zone in order to talk to us one-on-one? Stillness is something that is known for in this generation of ours. We're called to have action. We're known to be a microwave generation. We're always on the go. We're always busy. We're always trying to fill our calendars. But God wants us for this new year, 2020, to have more white space on our calendars and to have a time of solitude, a time of stillness, a time of meditation, a time of hearing God, even better before. How often is it that when we are alone, we are more sensitive to His voice speaking to us? How often is it that God molds us also during the times of crisis when we feel that we are isolated? Because it is in our stillness that God actually speaks strong to us and showing Himself that He is our God. How I wish I could actually say to all of us tonight that in every situation that you have, God will always still the storms in your life. How I wish I could say that. But if I say that, I would actually be doing a disservice to this verse. Because the whole point of that is not for God to take us out of the storm. I believe the entire point of Jesus is to make sure that we will know that in the midst of the storm, God is there with us in the boat. And He will never leave us nor forsake us. And He will love us and care for us. Amen. Come on now. That's the God that we serve. The God who loves us. The last statement as I prepare to close. Why are you so afraid? Do you still have no faith? Jesus wants to know if we will end this year and go into the fresh new year with faith in the hearts, in our hearts. Knowing full well that this God that we have seen, this God that we've heard, this God that we've walked with is going to be with us. Jesus is no longer just looking for a blind faith. He's now looking for a deep water faith. Blind faith is something that we have that is born out of courage. Deep water faith is actually born out of crisis. It is when you have crisis that deep water faith is developed in our hearts. And crisis somehow puts us in a place where you can actually be desperate for God and say, God, without you, I am helpless. But with you, all things are possible. Nothing is too difficult for our Lord. Amen.
The very words of Jesus. Why are you so afraid? 2020 will come in like that. It's a brand new year, brand new decade. God is saying to us, do not be afraid. Even if you don't see the future as clear as you can see it, even if there's a lot of uncertainty, I hope that we will all find in our hearts the faith, the great faith that we started off as we fasted this year. And in the last scripture that we have seen is, and they were filled with great fear. Everybody say great fear. From great winds to great calm to great fear. Megale to megacalm to megaphobia. They had fear. Now that they have been rescued by the Lord, they have fear. In the Greek, it literally means they feared with great fear. Megaphobia. How can you become more afraid than something more than your deepest fear, which is the fear of death? They feared for their lives on that boat. But when they're finally safe now, the Bible says, they were filled with great fear. They now realized who this is they're talking to. You know, deep water faith demands crisis, but also demands a serious encounter with the living God. If you have an encounter with God, it will fill your hearts with reverence and awe. And the Bible describes it as great fear. Not that you fear God because He wants to punish you, but you will now have a proper understanding of who is this God that we're serving. Amen. He is not our genie in a bottle. He's not our valet parker. He's not one who can actually, you know, send off and say, don't do this. If you don't do this, I'm not going to serve you anymore. I hope that we will have a proper understanding of the holiness of God. Amen. Come on now. And it says, yes, give the Lord praise. Give the Lord praise. I want to call the music to join me here on stage. I want to end with this statement. No matter how great the storm is, Christ is greater still. Amen. As we end this year, 2019, and we begin a brand new year, 2020, we may face uncertainties and storm. I declare Christ is greater still. Christ is sovereign. Christ went through the storm with us. Christ went through the cross for us. Christ went through death for you and for me. And God raised him up on the third day. And now he lives again. And he imparts the same life that he has so that we can all live with him. Amen. Once again, can we give the Lord praise this evening? Thanks for listening. Make sure to subscribe and follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Feel free to share this message with your friends too. For more information about our church, visit our website at www.victoryalabang.church.